0: Listening to the Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Corbett Report. I am your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you as always from the sunny climes of Western Japan here on the 19th day of February 2021. And I'd like to use this opportunity to welcome you to episode 395 of the Corbett Report podcast, Precedent Trump. Woo! We did it, guys! Yay! It's 2021! Wow! Wow. I, I must admit, I didn't think we'd make it here, but here we are in the promised land of 2021 after, of course, one glorious term, one amazing administration of President Trump and Mia copa. I got to admit, I denigrated all of you statists out there who worship democracy and believe that voting is going to make any difference whatsoever to the fundamental rigged game that is the political process. I used to go around quoting Emma Goldman, if voting made any difference, they'd make it illegal, or I'd uh, quote H.L. Mencken, democracy is the art and science of running the circus from the monkey cage, but boy, was I wrong. Here we are in 2021, and look at how things have turned around. Yes, I gotta admit, voting made all the difference. After all, who would have thought from that perspective of ours back before the last selection circus back in 2016 that we would have lived to see the day when, indeed, President Trump, of course, made good on his promise to lock lock her up? I'm starting to agree with
1: you, I'll tell you. I'm taking the gloves off, right? Yes? No more Mr. Nice Guy.
0: It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail.
2: Secretary Clinton.
1: You know, I'll tell you, there is something that I wanted to say, because I was very honored, very, very honored when I heard that President Bill Clinton and Secretary Hillary Clinton was coming today. And I think it's appropriate to say And I'd like you to stand up. And honestly, there's nothing more I can say because I have a lot of respect for those two people. So thank you all for being here.
0: Well, I mean, Come on, I mean, okay, obviously he wasn't really going to lock her up. You didn't expect that, did you? I mean, that plays great before the election, but now we don't care.
1: President Obama and Michelle and Bill and Hillary, and they were going to Michigan. No, it's okay. No, forget it. That plays great before the election. Now we don't care, right?
0: <laughs> well, but but at the very least, I mean, at least he drained the swamp. Am I right, guys? Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp
1: of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together.
2: In a tweet, the president announced former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations John Bolton will be his next national security advisor.
1: And we are going to drain the swamp of corruption in Washington, D.C. We're here to celebrate the swearing-in of America's new Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. We are going to drain the
2: swamp.
3: President-elect Trump has named the former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani to lend his expertise on cybersecurity.
1: It is time to drain the swamp Gina is tough she is strong and when it comes to defending America Gina will never ever back down I know her
0: well okay I mean not completely drain the swamp at least fill the swamp with, with, with new different swamp water. <laughs> okay he stuck it to NATO he got NATO guys
1: NATO is is obsolete. It's old, it's fat, it's sloppy. And I said it's obsolete. And it is. It's obsolete. But he asked me about NATO. I said it's obsolete. Recently, I have said that NATO was obsolete. I said it was obsolete. It's no longer obsolete.
0: He, uh, well, okay, He, 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 he brought the troops home. He ended all those useless stupid wars in the middle east and look at the
1: mess we have we've destabilized the middle east and it's a mess a short time ago i ordered the united states armed forces to launch precision strikes on targets associated with the chemical weapons capabilities of syrian dictator Bashar al-assad obviously the war in iraq was a big fat mistake. All right. The consequences of a rapid exit are both predictable and unacceptable.
0: Well, uh, at least candidate Trump came through on his promises about vaccines, right? I mean, at least we don't have to deal with vaccines like we used to.
1: Just the other day, Two years old, two and a half years old, a child, a beautiful child, went to have the vaccine and came back and a week later got a tremendous fever, got very, very sick, now is autistic. I hope we're gonna have a vaccine and and we're going to fast track it like you've never seen before.
2: Asked who is in charge of this government and private sector
0: mission, the president mentioned his medical advisors, but...
1: I think probably more than anything I'm in charge.
0: So, hold on, guys. What are you, what are you saying? Are, are you saying that politics is fake and staged like world wrestling entertainment? If you could be guaranteed that it would increase ratings, would you fix the games? What, I, what a ridiculous statement. I'm
1: here to challenge you to a match in WrestleMania. <laughs> what? Oh, well, I get it. It's the Battle of the Billionaire!
0: That's right. Oh, right. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> Got to snap out of it there. Yes. Uh, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Fake. St- phony. Staged. Fake is a $3 bill. That is the political process. That That is the political process they dangle out in front of you. The hoi polloi who will not be allowed to change anything of substance, no matter what you think you are voting for. It is not the solution, you are not going to vote your way to freedom, that is not what the voting box is there for uh, to accomplish. And let me guess, let me guess, you're gonna say something along the lines of, but James, he was only one man, he can't change the entire system, aren't you? And hmm, where have I heard that before? surveying the flaming wreckage of the last 8 years, obama's duped supporters will now be the first to tell you that you can't blame everything that happens on the president. The same people who voted obama into office in the earnest belief that he would change the system now solemnly intone that he was just one man up against an entire system. Oh right, that that's where i've heard that before. Do do you see Do you see why all statists sound the same to me? It is because other than the color on your team jersey and what name you choose to venerate, you all say exactly the same things in exactly the same way. You make the exact same excuses time after time after time. No, 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 you don't get it, James. This time voting really matters and it's really gonna make a difference. And then when it doesn't make a difference, well, of course, he's just one man. He's up against an entire system. It's the same thing every single time. And as people continue to dash their brains out against that brick wall that they keep beating with their head over and over every four years, You have to wonder, when people are going to see through that illusion, you are beating your head against the cave wall, thinking that the shadows playing out before you is the reality. It is not. And I would like to think that at least some people are starting to wake up to that, and I have some evidence for that that we'll go through shortly here. But I just want, at the very least, people to understand that the childlike image of what, what is happening here, every four years we're electing a man to go in and run the country, is such infantile, juvenile nonsense that it's laughable, and it should be laughable. It is the stuff of comedy. Yes, President Trump, he, he's the greatest president since, well, President Beeblebrox.
4: Zaphod Bibelbrox's full title was President of the Imperial Galactic Government. The term imperial is kept, though it is now an anachronism. The hereditary emperor is now nearly dead, and has been for many centuries. This is because in his last dying moments he was, much to his imperial irritation, locked in a perpetual stasis field. All his heirs are now, of course, long dead. And the upshot of all this is that without any drastic upheaval, political power has simply and effectively moved a rung or two down the ladder and is now seen to be vested in an elected governmental assembly, headed by a president elected by that assembly. In fact, it vests in no such place. That would be too easy. The president's job and if someone sufficiently vain and stupid is picked he won't realise this, is not to wield power, but to draw attention away from it. Zefard Biebelbrox, the only man in history to have made presidential telecasts from the bath, from eccentrica Golombit's bedroom, from the maximum security wing of the Betelgeuse State Prison, or from wherever else he happened to be at the time, was supremely good at this job.
0: Yes, of course, Zaphod Beeblebrox, president of the Imperial Galactic Government in Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And if you're not familiar with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I question of whether we can truly be friends, but (laughs) yes, hopefully you are familiar with it. If not, there it is in a nutshell, although I do like the way that uh, Adams frames it in the novel version of the Hitchhiker's Guide in the end note where he writes, "'The president in particular is very much a figurehead. He wields no real power whatsoever.' He is apparently chosen by the government, but the qualities he is required to display are not those of leadership. He is apparently chosen by the government, but the qualities he is required to display are not those of leadership, but those of finely judged outrage. For this reason, the president is always a controversial choice, always an infuriating but fascinating character. His job is not to wield power, but to draw attention away from it. On those criteria, Zafod Beeblebrox is one of the most successful presidents the galaxy has ever had. He's already spent two of his 10 presidential years in prison for fraud. Very, very few people realize that the president and the government have virtually no power at all. And of these few people, only six know whence ultimate political power is wielded. Most of the others secretly believe that the ultimate decision-making process is handled by a computer. They couldn't be more wrong. (laughs) Well... There, there it is. There it is in a nutshell. Many a true word is spoken in jest, and I think these are some of them um, right here in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That zany, silly sci-fi comedy book. Oh, a president with two heads that's only there meant to serve as distraction and as a focus for outrage who actually governs nothing. But that's just silly fiction, right? Oh, Wait, maybe that does sound familiar. If not, let's bring it down to very much nonfiction reality. Um, specifically, let's take a look at a passage from the recently released uh, uh, book by Matt Taibbi, Hate Inc., which is occasionally insightful. I'd say is worth your attention with the caveats about uh, Taibbi and his uh, reporting on 9-11 truth and other things. But at any rate, it is an occasionally insightful book. And in one particular passage, he talks exactly about, I think, this Zavod-Bibelbrock's phenomenon, although he doesn't identify it as such. He says, A classic example of how we in the press commoditize division, even in clear and important areas of bipartisan cooperation, involves the passage of this year's $716 billion military appropriations bill. It was a huge bill. The year one increase in Trump's defense budget that passed with overwhelming democratic cooperation, 85 to 10 in the Senate, was $82 billion, higher than the Iraq war appropriations for either 2003 or 2004. The two-year increase of $165 billion eclipsed the peak of annual Iraq war spending and is also higher than the entire military budget for either China or Russia. Yet, what was the story about the defense bill? Trump signs defense bill, but snubs the senator the legislation is named after, John McCain, was the Washington Post headline. This was before McCain's death. The Post assigned three reporters to this story, three, and ripped Trump for having name-checked four other members of Congress, but not McCain, whom Trump, they wrote, frequently disparages. They quoted a mortified John Kerry who seethed, Disgraceful. This story was picked up by the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, ABC, The Hill, CNN, CBS, the AP, and others. Cindy McCain even tweeted about it. To recap, Democrats and Republicans spent a year writing themselves a pork-packed Christmas list on the scale of the Iraq invasion, full of monster expenditures, including money for dangerous new forms of nukes. Yet the headline when Trump signed the freaking thing was that he forgot to mention the senator whose name was attached to the legislation. This is the trick. The schism is the conventional wisdom. Making the culture war the center of everyone's universe is job one. Yes, well put, because it strikes me that not only the establishment MSM corporate mockingbird repeater press, but also the independent quote unquote press that only ever chases the MSM tale will all dutifully then engage in the argument about, well, should Trump have name checked McCain? No, McCain's actually a really bad guy and blah, 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 and get involved in that rather than the actual story of the incredible bipartisan support for this monster uh, appropriations bill feeding into the military industrial complex, which will never ever be the main story in the establishment press and is all too seldom the main story even in the independent press no the point is not what who trump name checked when talking about signing the bill into existence the point is the bill and what it actually does and the fact that it had virtually no opposition from either side doesn't that suggest something fundamental something much more fundamental than the team coke team pepsi debate that we're generally fed and even on those points on which people will assert that Trump was good well he did this he did that let's let's actually look at some of those points i mean for example he stopped funding the who guys he he pulled america out and now america isn't going to be funding the who well not only of course is biden reversing that so of course nothing will change the us will continue funding the who as always, because what one president can do with the stroke of a pen, the other president can undo with the stroke of a pen. I never imagined that would happen. But not only that, oh, by the way, he also diverted some of those funds from the WHO over into Gavi because, you know, Bill Gates and his crew, well, let's just give it to them directly. Why why go through the middleman of the WHO when we can just give it directly to Gates? Yay, Trump. Uh, He took the US out of the Paris Climate Accord all right, again, once again, no, he started the process that would eventually in 2021 have resulted in the U.S. actually pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. But oh, luckily Biden got in and put the brakes on that. So once again, what can be done with a stroke of a pen can be undone with a stroke of a pen. When you give the power to this presidential puppet to do what they want, it will be undone just like that. And undone it has been uh he pulled the us out of the tpp and biden will likely sign right back on or create some sort of new new even perhaps even worse agreement as a result of it so once again what has this actually accomplished this is the point not of president trump but of precedent trump the precedents that have been set in people giving over their identity and supporting another political puppet who's gonna ride in on the white horse and save the day. And then when everything goes back to the, the, the start at the end of his term, well, one president, how is he going to change the whole system? Yes, indeed. So why the fascination and the fixation on the president? That is the precedent that is set in the public's mind that will be used in the future. So now Biden will be the one with all of those powers to do and undo at the stroke of a pen. And of course, as we know, again, it's not like Biden is personally in charge of the country and running it all and making the decisions. If he ever made a decision that was not in line with what the real powers running the country actually wanted, he would be out or he would be... Uh, 25th Amendment, or whatever the case may be, and President Harris would be uh, put into power. That's that's the point. Um, th- perhaps the worst part of all of this is not that this is the process or is the system. That is a, a very bad point. But the worst part is that so many people have fallen for it, and people that you would assume would have been familiar with this game and the tricks that are played in it. In fact, the people who specifically said that Trump was their middle finger to the establishment and we're, we're the wrecking ball that's gonna change all, no, you're not going to change anything. It is a rigged game. They do not actually give you anything of importance. They will never give you a say in running the country. you get the child's driving uh, dr- driver wheel that uh, doesn't, doesn't do anything, but it makes you feel like you're doing something, doesn't it? Yay, take that, establishment. So if there is anything good to come out of this, it is that at least this particular go-round of the never-ending monkey circus uh, has actually shaken a few people out of that tree and from their slumbers. And I'd like to share some of that feedback that I've received recently with you. For example, I received an email recently from Hunter G., who speaks of his own coming to a realization in this regard. He says, Hey, James, I've been listening to you since about 2015, and I've always thought that the two choices, Pepsi or Coke, sounded right in my heart. But the way Trump played his game in 2016 deceived me into thinking that there could be a chance you were wrong. I was hoping you were wrong, because I really wanted there to be a free and fair election and a chance that someone would fight for the common people. I voted for Trump in 2016. As time progressed, while continuing to listen to your videos, that Coke versus Pepsi reference you and James talk about constantly and how it doesn't matter because they aren't the ones making the real decisions started to become more and more true in my being. I feel like an idiot for ever believing what I did and for thinking that there was somehow a chance you were right about everything else, but completely wrong about this party system that we're constrained and enslaved to. I actually do check your sources, and every single one of them check out, but for whatever reason I kept thinking in 2015 to 2017, nah, James is just wrong on that part. I love watching him, but that's not right. And to finally see I was the one that was blind. 2020 came and I was solid in not going to vote, but my parents weren't as in tune as I am. And if I didn't vote, it would just cause more trouble than what it's worth between me and them. So I voted again, but expected nothing from it. After this election, not only was it confirmed to me, but both of my parents are now awake to it and on the same page as I am. It's mainly because of you and I'm eternally grateful. I know you get this all the time, but thank you for what you do and the time you put into your research. You're the only journalist that doesn't focus on speculation and stays in the area of uncomfortable truths from substantiated sources. I can't thank you enough. No, 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 Hunter G. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for, ad- for recognizing and admitting that there was an error in your thinking and realizing that it needs to be corrected. That is... The whole thing, this is what this is about, is understanding that we have to smarten up very quickly and realize that we are being played by people whose entire existence is just about finding different ways to keep people invested in distractions that mean nothing. And the fact that people like Hunter G and others that I have heard from are starting to really wake up to that is a hardening sign. Uh, I wish... People had have listened for the last four years, but at any rate, if the last the events of the last few months have woken you up to the distraction that is the Presidential Sideshow Circus and the fact that the agenda marches on, so much the better. As I say, Hunter G is not the only person I've heard from. I've heard from others, including Tim Kokenny. You might know that I recently had the chance to talk to him uh, on Solutions Watch about unplugging from the Matrix. You might not know that if you only follow me on my main YouTube channel, in which case Tis tisk, tisk, because I was blocked from uploading to my YouTube channel recently, so I wasn't able to upload it there, or at least not my main channel. But it is, of course, uploaded elsewhere, so you might have missed that conversation. I hope you'll check it out. Of course, Tim Kilkenny, one half of Revelations Radio News podcast, where we talked about uh, of cell phone addiction, smartphone addiction, social media addiction, how to get off of these online devices that we're constantly on. Also, I, I heard from Til- Tim Kilkenny, I got a call from him, I can't remember if it was November or December, but sometime after all this nonsense was playing out, and it was essentially a they-got-me-man kind of phone call. You know, I, I I knew all this, and I knew it was distraction, and I knew it was left-right circus, but I, I fell for it, and I voted, and I th- thought maybe this time it'll be different, and they got me, they got me, and it was an interesting phone call to get, Um. And again, I think it shows at least people are seeing through the facade. They are seeing, these are the shadows on the cave wall. This is what we are being asked to devote our attention to, not what is actually going to make a difference. So now we have to move forward with this conversation. And that's what I attempted to do. I had a chance to uh, record a few minutes of introspection with Tim Kilkenny about this situation and about what got him to vote and where we go from here.
3: At some point in the last four years when Trump was in office, the conspiracy world and Trump and the Trump following merged. It was the weirdest thing, but it really started to merge. And I think a lot of that had to do with just, you know, uh, I mean, the the impetus for all of it, I think, is, is, is Epstein. Once the Epstein stuff starts to come out and you start to realize, okay, there is a real thing called, you know, pedophilia and satanic ritual abuse and all this really weird stuff you know a lot of the people that went there were democrats so there must be a democratic problem and it really kind of became this like right versus left thing and i totally got caught up in it um i think that the the kind of black lives matter movement that happened in 2020 also was kind of like a it feels like there was two fake versions of American history. One was like that it's this wonderful history of this wonderful country, and there was never anything bad. And it, you know, all just, you know, people going to church and being good people, and that's that's how we are. And you know, it's kind of this like 1950s version, leave it to beaver. And then now the other version is like, oh no. America's horrible. America's the reason for the world's problems. America has been on built on this and that and it's terrible and everything about it is terrible and white people are terrible and we all have to start questioning each other and how we interact with each other because we're all racist. And it's like, that's not true. <laughs> you can go around the world and there are much more racist places than this. So there became these two views. It's like you either believe in the super racist, America wants to kill everybody, uh, or you believe that there is no racism at all, and uh, you know, uh, you know, God or Jesus is for America and for Trump, which, you know, clearly is 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 kind of insane. So I was just to the right of that, like I believe most of that stuff, but not the God and Jesus stuff. That seems weird, but I got kind of sucked into like, yeah, it was a lot of the Democrats that were doing the Epstein stuff, and I don't know, and it it kind of. I think the, the the real reason it kind of messed me up was it gave me like a false hope, you know. And that's what I think elections do. You know, I, I think I confided to you, gosh, ugh. Uh, I voted for, I think the last person I voted for was like John Kerry. <laughs> years and years ago when I first got out of the military and I was like, I'm going to be a Democrat, I'm going to be anti-war, blah, blah, blah. And then I just kind of gave up. I, I felt like this has all been rigged. This is I'm, I'm out of it. I'm not going to take part in this anymore. And then something about Trump got me into it. I was like, oh, yeah, but this guy, he could he could, you know, and of course he has a ton of flaws. I'm not saying and it, but a lot of his policies were good or whatnot. So I kind of, you know, fell into this trap and merged with the pro Trumpers and, and the conspiracy realm. And I think a lot of people did. And, uh, yeah, it just it's. So it's so deflating on the other end of it because it's like your guy didn't win. And it's like and then, you know, the the only solace that people who are really caught up in it take like, we'll get him in 2024. And it's like, no, (laughs) like everything we've just seen has shown us that it's
0: baloney. Vote harder. Why? Why? Um, Yeah, no, the merging of uh, conspiracy and a political party was interesting to behold, and obviously that uh, most o- uh, the most obvious example of that is Qanon. Um, where quite explicitly, I mean, QAnon was clearly, this is a Republican, you know, right-winger, good guys in the military intelligence agencies who are going to save the day. Any day now, trust the plan, wait for next week. It's all going down. Everyone's secretly arrested, secret indictments. He's going to reveal them any day. And I guess, actually, there are still some people who are, I guess, just cannot give up on the grift. It's going to happen in March now, apparently, from what I've heard, but. <laughs> yes,
3: March 4th is when, yeah, March 4th is when he's going to get sworn in. <laughs> People ask me what QAnon was for the last five years. My my and this kind of tells you how widespread it is, but my dad would call or text me. My mom would go, what do you think of this QAnon? And my, my my pat answer, like always, was just it's a psyop, get away, don't don't worry about it. But sometime, somewhere mid-2020, I started thinking, Oh maybe, <laughs> maybe something's gonna happen because the QAnon stuff you know, the QAnon is kinda of directly related to Epstein. It kind of tied it all up in a bow. Don't worry about the pedophile. Somebody's coming. They're going to get theirs. Just trust the plan. Sit back and do nothing. And it's like, all this stuff's coming out. All this stuff's coming out. And I have a a buddy at work that would always say this to me. All this stuff. I can't wait. It's all. I just kept saying, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. He was so depressed when everything, when nothing happened. So depressed and sad. And it it just, it's just, yeah, it was unfortunate. And I'm so much more comfortable outside of it. Just watching. This is a right versus left. I'm not going to get into it, but I got sucked in this year.
0: You know, it was an amazingly effective psyop. And, you know, you got to wonder. I mean, it would be genuinely interesting to see how that really did come together and, you know, what, yeah, how it was promoted and how it how it took off. But a, a, a fundamental part of that, as you say, is the hope. It was hopium, and a pure hopium, unadulterated, spiked right into the vein. And people. Wanted that. Needed that. What are they going to do now that they don't have it?
3: Yeah. Millions of people. Like millions. Like so many people believed this. It's. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do now that they don't have it. I mean they, they, still, they still believe it. I'm, I became a member of like a, a, a QAnon telegram group or something. Just because I was invited in through Twitter or whatever. I'm like oh let's just poke in here and see what these guys have to say. And so many of them. Well meaning people who are just, you know, trying to hope to make some sense of the world. And it just is, it's just it was just sad at one point. And I think I in the middle of the, the thing, I said, you know, because the, the new thing was on the 20th, you know, on the inauguration day, that's when the military is going to take over and they're going to come out and they're going to save everything. And somewhere like right after the sixth, and Twitter got shut down and everything, I was like, hey, guys, this is all fake. I I knew this in the back of my head. It's all fake. It was fun to pretend, but this is fake. Let's all move on with our lives. I'm going to start now. I'm not going to wait till January 21st for the um, well, people are wishing for martial law. Can you imagine, James? People are wishing for martial law. In fact, that's insane. Some of the people that's who insane. are making wishing.
0: documentaries about martial law are wishing for martial law. Yeah. 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 They're hoping that their phone is going to give them an emergency alert. Oh, my phone th-
3: turns out. And then what are they going to show the Epstein stuff on your phone? Like, I don't understand how this all works. But anyway, I said this and I was more or less kicked out of the group. Like, all right, you need to quit, Tim. You're wrong. I'm like, listen, man, I hope I'm wrong. But this there's nothing going to happen. You need to get out of here, Tim. You're just bringing negativity. And it's like I just kind of like had to let go. Just just let, like, just, you know, I, I grabbed onto QAnon for like a minute and was like, hopefully maybe something will happen and then let let go of it like almost yeah. as quickly.
0: Well, uh, you know, it's a good point. I don't want to I'm not into kicking people when they're down or shaming victims or, or blaming people for being intellectually hobbled. Um, people saw that there was something deeply wrong. They saw some, as people say. Well, QAnon might have been a psyop, but at least it pointed to some real things. Yeah, good. Okay, some some people know more about what's happening in the world now than they did before. It's been completely slanted and skewed from a certain perspective, and some information is is uh, pervade, and others isn't. In fact, I've seen that copy pasta go around so many times of the. Uh, uh, here's the list of all these people who have been arrested for, you know, pedophilia and child pornography and whatever in the last four years under Trump. And every single one is like a Democrat. And then there's like a counter copy paste of, oh, and here's all the Republicans, by the way. <laughs> but that, you know, so it, again, it just gets so sucked into that left right psyop. Um, so and I-, I think that I I just I think there's something. I mean, yes, okay, great. So now you know a little bit more about the world and what's happening, and you hopefully understand. You've seen that the game is rigged, but the question is, what do you do with that? And that's the question: are are people going to learn from this, and what should they learn?
3: You know, unfortunately, James, I don't. I, I feel like part of this has been to program people to react. I think that a lot of this has been an antagonization campaign to get people to get angry enough to try to do something. So that the, the you know the clamp down and the response can be even more insane than the clampdowns and responses we've seen this last year. But I, I I really do feel like that is kind of the direction that we're headed. It feels like those people, specifically the QAnon types or the ones who are kind of pro-Trump or leading into the kind of conspiratorial bent are being antagonized, being you know, pushed up against so that they have some sort of a reaction. Um, and so a lot of these people are left hopeless and it's like, well, what are they going to do now? And your question is, what are they going to do now? I don't know. I think that uh, part of the, part of the issue is, you know, my worldview didn't revolve around QAnon, right? I was like a, just a fair weather, you know, participant. Um, but if your worldview is completely wrapped up in QAnon, I feel bad for you because now it, You know, after a year of telling your family, just wait, just wait. I even told my wife, just wait, because I was like, ah, the Supreme Court's going to do something in December, and even I got caught up in that. But after some of these people have been telling their, you know, wives and significant others that something's coming, and nothing ever has. And it's a kind of a defeating thing. So I don't know where they go from here. I hope that they tune into Corbett Report. I hope that they listen to Revelations Radio News. I hope that they find some sort of hope in in maybe a higher power or in something in their lives or getting back to real life. But I feel like it was almost like a radicalization campaign to try and get people mad. And I think they have every right to be mad. But I don't, you know, what the next step is, is is going to be interesting. And it's part of the reason, you know, that we just talked about uh, previously with the social media stuff. I got to get out because this is going to it's just more and more kind of feeding into itself. I hope I hope that everybody, you know, pr- I pray I think the people from QAnon go find the actual people in their lives and, and move on. But I, I don't see a lot of that. I hope that it's happening, but I, I don't know where you go from here. I think that your paradigm has been shattered and. You got like, kind of like you've been saying, you got a lot to learn really quick. So, you know, get on board, you know, read some books, turn off the social media and get in touch with your family and, and get in touch with the people around you. Start with all the stuff that you've been talking about in your solutions podcast.
0: That was Tim Kilkenny of revelationsradio news.com. And I think he makes an extremely important point there about how the public is being brought to a spot where they are being prompted to act, or more specifically, to act out or more specifically, to act violently. And to act violently against their perceived mortal enemy, the existential threat to them and their way of life. Not the billionaires of the global Davos jet set and the great resetters, the World Economic Forum, and that lot. No, no, don't look at the men behind the curtain. No, 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 no. You must keep your absolute vitriol, your hatred and your scorn for your neighbor who is wearing the wrong color jersey. I'm blue, he's red. I'm red, he's blue. Therefore, we are mortal enemies and you, you're the reason that we've gotten to this horrible place. And unfortunately, the entire process of voting really reifies this artificial divide in the population so that as the polls become more extreme, it becomes a real Threat to people's existence. The 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 threat becomes real as they unfortunately make it real through the voting process. And I think that's an exceptionally important point of precedent Trump, the precedent that has been set and the trap that is now being sprung. Because, yes, of course, they do want you to act out and to act violently. Hey, come over here. Hey, attack the Capitol building. Hey, guys, look at this. Oh, look, the doors are open. Come on in. Yeah. And then, well, what what will result from all of this, do you think?
2: Well, the recriminations are flying, Joe. I mean, you've got the Capitol Police saying they wanted some support, but those were denied by the sergeant-at-arms offices. You've got the National Guard folks saying they offered to support the January 6 events, and the Capitol Police denied it. But I think the reality is, is that what you're seeing, all this activity by the FBI, by law enforcement, to go after and arrest people, that's all great, But that's all right of the boom. And in intelligence, you really want to be left of the boom. You want to be way out ahead of the events. And I think we're going to have to reset our entire uh, intelligence approach to these uh, white supremacist militias, these dangerous uh, ultra-nationalist organizations. I think we're going to have to look at greater surveillance of them. Uh, The FBI is going to have to run confidential sources we're going to have to penetrate these plots long before they present a violent threat to our democracy. If we want to have any hope of uh, stopping these in the future.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Who would have thought it? The entire apparatus of the war of terror is now being turned inwardly domestically at the domestic population. Who could possibly have predicted that or warned about that or been screaming their head off till they were blue in the face for the last 14 years about that. I, I just, I I never would have imagined it ever would have landed up here. Yes, of course, this is exactly where the entire narrative of the 21st century was designed to end up. Of course, this is them turning the weapons of the police state against the real enemies, those people who could potentially, even possibly undermine or derail the narrative that's going on right now. Not the threat from without, the threat from within, the domestic extremists, the QAnoners, the Capitol Hill rioters, the Trump supporters, the whatever. We'll just create a big grab bag and throw you in there. And now the purity tests and the wrong think tests are starting to come out and they are going to start employing them. Who would have imagined it? I just, wow, I'm shocked beyond belief. So for example, we have this uh, from Secretary of Defense Lloyd J. Austin, who has ordered a DOD-wide stand-down to discuss the problem of extremism in the ranks. Yes, of course, because they want to make sure that they have loyal order followers in the ranks of the US military who will be willing to round up the domestic terrorists and insurgents and extremists in or when when and if and as they're ordered to do so or whatever the the mass quarantines and vaccinations and whatever else. Of course, you need good loyal order followers in the ranks, so you might as well have some purity tests. So here we go with that. Or, for example, a proposed bill would bar QAnon capital protesters from cleared positions in the U.S. government. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, you, obviously you can't get security clearance if you're one of these crazy people who believes anything other than than what the mainstream establishment corporate press, in conjunction with the governments and with the corporate America and with the banks, are telling you to believe. If you believe anything other than that, you must be crazy. So, of course, you're not going to get clearance. Now, the upside of this particular story, sourcing from clearancejobs.com, is that this uh, bill, like most legislation by rookie congressman is probably going to live as a PDF on the uh, the, the uh, congressional website, not really advance uh, through through law, because of course Congress doesn't really have the power to do this. This will come from an executive order, but of course it is seeding the populace and seeding this particular debate in the ranks. If people want more on this, uh, they could turn, for example, to Glenn Greenwald, who certainly is not uh, an... Uh, bastion of truth on all issues. But at any rate, uh, he has an insightful article on the new new domestic war on terror is coming with a lot of links and a lot of data points that he puts together that show absolutely, yes, the purge is about to begin and you better watch out if you've got wrong think. Um, And of course, again, this is being enacted in law. Uh, Biden administration urged to take fresh look at domestic terrorism. And that was from last November, so can you imagine how much further that's advanced by now? And oh yeah, speaking of what happened in mid-2020, did you see that Cass Sunstein was tapped to chair WHO Technical Advisory Group? Yes, Cass Cognitive Infiltration Sunstein writing about conspiracy theories back during the Obama administration and how the government could undermine them, uh, behavioral analysis of conspiracy groups and how they form and how they propagate and how we can disrupt them, etc. Well, oh yeah, he was just appointed to chair the Technical Advisory Group on Behavioral Insights and Sciences for Health for the World Health Organization last year. So, You might imagine that he's got some insights into how to combat some of this COVID misinformation going around online, etc. And I'm sure he has plenty of insights into the domestic extremists who are trying to undermine the safety and integrity of the US health system, etc. It's all coming together. And anyone who thinks that voting anything changed anything whatsoever from the overall agenda. Um, is absolutely in La La Land at this point. So I am reaching out, uh, reaching out with open hand. Please, if you have been suckered, been snookered, been taken in by the PSYOP, please get out while you still can and join the reality-based community where we are seeing what we can do, what we can build without looking constantly at the selection circus sideshow. This goes for my Canadian brethren, my Japanese brethren, my European brethren, people in all countries who have been snookered and taken in by the political sideshow circus of their own particular domestic uh, shadow play on the cave wall. Uh, I think it's time that we snap out of that and looked at what we can actually accomplish. And that is what I am attempting to do with my Solutions Watch series, to draw attention to those actual things that we can do to truly, truly change the situation. Not just hope that someone on a white horse is going to come in, a leader, we can appoint some leader who will take care of everything and then in four to eight years say, well, he was just one person, how could he have done it? That is no solution to anything, and anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to your face and is a grifter. So I hope that you've observed over the past four years the people who lost the plot, jumped on the bandwagon, and led you down a garden path uh, that ultimately ended up in absolute gibbering insanity about, don't worry, guys, watermarked ballots, and the election's about to be overturned, and don't worry, Trump's going to declare martial law and be sworn in. Hey you know what? Maybe it'll happen March 4th, right? I guess. Let's wait and see. Trust the plan. No, not me. I'm not waiting to see. I'm not trusting the plan. I am seeing what I can actually accomplish in my world, in my life, to change things for the better without waiting for some puppet to come along and promise to save me from all of this. Um, And I think it may be, we started today's episode with a quote from H.L. Minken, it may be appropriate to end with another quote from H.L. Mencken that seems particularly appropriate here in this age of precedent Trump. Namely, that no matter whether you were for Trump for the past four years, or you hated Trump and are glad that Biden got into office, I think we can all agree that at some point, this particular passage of Mencken has applied to the American political sideshow circus. He says, as democracy is perfected, the office of the president represents more and more closely, the inner soul of the people. We move toward a lofty ideal. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last, and the White House will be adorned by a downright moron. (laughs) Again... I don't care whether you're Team Coke or Team Pepsi, you can agree there either was a downright moron in the Oval Office or there is now. I I tend to think there was and there is. (laughs) And there forever will be because that is the way the system has been designed. But hey, once again, I'm reaching out with the olive branch. If you are Team team Coke and you're so upset about what's happened, please join the reality-based community. And I agree, Biden is not your president but neither was Trump, and neither are any of these puppets. Stop looking to them to try to save you, and stop voting to try to fix the problems that voting has created in your life. It is not a solution. That's going to do it for today's exploration. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, looking forward to talking to you again very shortly.
1: And I want to thank all of the great people of Washington, D.C., all of the people that we worked with to put this miracle together. So, have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you very much.